The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. And it is time for No Things Considered here on the Humble Farmer Radio Program. If you want to draw a crowd of people who will tell you how not to fall off a roof, all you have to do is fall off a roof, and they will gather around your bed and tell you what you did wrong. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day. You deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
Tom Snow, Tom Snow down Southwest Harbor. They were playing down at Southwest Harbor. And I have fond memories of Southwest Harbor. And I spent more time there than I wanted to when I was in the Coast Guard. That was where the Coast Guard base was. Personnel, Tom Snow, piano, Ralph Norris, saxophone, Marshall Wood on bass. I played many, many fun gigs with Ralph Norris. Back in the early 1960s, we used to go down to New Hampshire to the Allen A. I think it was on Winnipesaukee. Played many gigs down there. He sounded better than ever. Better, the, better than ever, Ralph Norris. And I was surprised to hear baritone. I've never heard Ralph play baritone before. Sounds 
Very, very good. Tom Snow, Ralph Norris, and Marshall Wood, of course, on bass. Because being a bass player, I've never played with Marshall Wood, but I've always admired what he does. Do you get email cards with curious sayings on them from some of your friends and relatives? You know what I'm talking about. A specialist in this genre of curious sayings is Marianne Williamson. I can remember this name because my mother was Marianne Williamson Gilchrist. Here's an example. Enlightenment, enlightenment is the key to everything, and it is the key to intimacy, because it is the goal of true authenticity. <laughs> when was the last time you went to bed at night and couldn't sleep because you were worrying about your authenticity? Someone recently told me about the New Age BS Generator. And I thought it warranted your attention, which is why we are talking about it today. On this New Age BS Generator website, we read that researchers use randomly generated sayings from New Age BS Generator and another site called Wisdom of Chopra, the last a sarcastic nod to the New Age teachings of best-selling alternative medicine author Deepak Chopra for the study. They found that people who are receptive this, to this kind of pseudo-intellectual BS are less intelligent than those who aren't. And I'm not going to read what else it said for fear of alienating 50% of the American public. I don't want to offend you. If you have never heard, if you have never heard of the New Age BS generator, I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning it, I'm talking about it now, so you can check it out on the web. Just reading about this thing brightened my day, and I think you'd get a big chuckle out of it, too.
Django here on The Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you, thank you for listening. I am The Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And here is more No Things Considered. Speaking of the BS generator, everything happens for a reason. And even if it didn't, it wouldn't make any difference because there's really nothing you can do about it anyway.
at a gig they recorded in Southwest Harbor. Maybe you've been to Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor, as you know, is not far from Southwest Harbor, where this was recorded. Nor is it far from Northeast Harbor, where some of my relatives probably still live. Thank you for listening. When I was a little kid, there was an evil comic book scientist named Savannah. Remember him? Savannah wanted to take over the world. You will remember that it was impossible to keep Savannah in jail because he was so smart he was able to concoct explosives out of his food and blow out the cell wall in the jail. Now let us fast forward 60 years. This recent airport procedure where guards strip us of our toothpaste and bag bomb, which I cannot live without, has produced unexpected consequences. One woman who was interviewed said that before being permitted to board a plane, she had to throw her whole face away. (laughs) From this, we could assume that when she got home, her husband and children did not recognize her and forced her to produce identification before they let her in the house. This is not a joking matter. You and I have seen women with enough goo on their faces to produce a bomb capable of taking out the Great Pyramid of Giza. But now that women can't travel with it, they will have to find another way to disfigure themselves. You probably know that I have always considered any kind of alteration to a woman's face a person grounds for divorce. A good, you know this, a good-looking woman doesn't need cosmetics, and it detracts from the appearance of a plain one. You can't win with it. Do you remember, listen to this, do you remember hearing someone say that when they scraped the makeup off Tammy Faye Baker, they found Jimmy Hoffa?
that dance floor near those red hot saxophones. Oh, taint no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. Take a look at the girls when they're dancing. Notice the way they're dressed. They wear silken clothes without any holes, and nobody knows the rest. No more singing in the bathtub with those television phones. Ain't no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. and I played this song for Robert. Robert is an ex- extra, extraordinary writer. I just read, I got a book from another Robert. Robert Donaldson sent me a book by Robert, and there were some excellent, excellent essays in there. I enjoyed them very much. He's really talented. I sent him a letter, and he wrote back and said, Oh, humble, I miss hearing the bone song when I'm driving from here and there, Friday night. So that was for Robert. And for you. And thank you for permitting me to sit behind this microphone and talk with you. And because you have afforded me this privilege of being here every week, I feel that besides saying silly things that might make you smile, I am also obligated to say things that might make your life a bit easier or perhaps even extend your life or the life of one of your loved ones. I'd like to give you or one of your loved ones an extra few happy years. Are you ready for this now? Four days ago, I had a heart attack. Yes. Four days from the time I'm now speaking, I got two stents put in my heart to open up the little block passageways. You've heard people say that a heart attack affects people in different ways. Some people can walk until they drop. Some simply experience some discomfort in the chest and arms. My friend Julian was in that category. Mine, mine, was the kind of heart attack that felt like a mean old elephant was standing on my chest. You've heard about that elephant. It was 6 a.m. I had just got out of bed. I was in pain. I was sweating. 
I had called 911, and I did not think I would live long enough for the ambulance to get to me. I'm talking about this now because this does not need to happen to you. I don't want it to happen to you, and it should not have happened to me. I think of myself as being a health nut. I've never smoked. I've avoided drinking alcohol. One period I had one glass of wine a day, one small glass, because I thought it was going to help my heart. It was years ago I had stopped doing it because I was allergic to it, but I've never drank. Never, never, not a drop. For the previous nine years, I have not had bacon, sausage, cookies, pie, cake, donuts, ice cream, or any of the other sweet goodies that make life worth living. Could you go nine years without ice cream? I'm a nut. And just because I cut out sweets, I didn't diet. All I did was cut out sweets. But by cutting out sweets, I went from 175 to 140 pounds. I've never had this high cholesterol thing that people talk about. No diabetes. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, feeds me fruit, vegetables, salads. We eat chicken and not beef. Yes, 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 I am a health nut. And as long as I can write newspaper articles and make radio and television programs, as long as I feel good and can make a contribution, give you something that you might need or want or enjoy, as long as I can do this, I want to keep on living. Please pay close attention now. Here's what I want you to hear. For over a year, for a year now, over the past year, it has become more and more difficult for me to carry rhubarb from my rhubarb patch to the rhubarb stand out by the road. Halfway up to the rhubarb stand, for about a year now, I've had to stop and get my breath, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't walk up there. You should understand that when I was out of breath from just walking up across my lawn, yes, you're way ahead of me, you know what I'm saying, my heart was saying to me, Hey, I'm getting plugged up with gunk. Go to a first-class heart trauma center and have me checked out today. Have first-class experts take pictures of me from every angle. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it now. That's what my heart was saying. So when you get tired easily, when you have to stop to get your breath when just walking up a flight of stairs, you know that mean old elephant is just waiting to step on your chest. I'd like to see you disappoint him. Thank you so much for listening.
Tom Snow, Ralph Norris, and Mr. Marshall Wood on bass here on the Humble Farmer. They recorded that down Southwest Harbor on Mount Desert Islands where they keep Southwest. Thank you for the for thank you for listening to the Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station where with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And my question to you is, where, where in the world did this foolishness about wondering who you are come from? Back when I was a kid, you never saw people wandering about trying to find themselves. If you were lucky... You were out of high school before you got married and had children. And married couples 23 years old with four children didn't have time to wonder who they were. Back in those days, only the children of the very rich went to college. Then, years later, around 1958, some of us discovered that you could make $3,500 a year teaching school and thereby catapult yourself into the upper class. You could earn the $50 a semester college tuition in the summer and by working all day Saturday you could earn the $5 for your off-campus room and the $5 it cost you for food every week. You could earn $10 by working on Saturday. You could graduate. Back in those days, you could graduate from Gorham Normal School and buy a house. Listen to this. Back then, you could buy a house with, with what you'd earn teaching school in Maine your first year. Well, it took me a while to figure out this road to riches, so I was out of high school for 12 years before I even got an undergraduate degree. I was a slow, slow learner. And although I probably took Psychology 101 two or three times, all I remember now is references to the normal distribution curve. I think that's, isn't that the old name for the bell curve? Because you remember about Terman and Stanford Binet and IQ. But listen to this, my friend. There were no chapters on how to find out who I was. Fifty years ago, people didn't realize that they needed to run around wondering who they were. But nowadays, things are different nowadays. Nowadays, if your wife asks you why you don't get a job, you can tell her you're trying to find out who you are. <laughs> if you really want to know who you are, ask your wife. She'll probably tell you that either you are a very lazy man or you need thyroid pills. Andrew Sisters and a tune that's just made for them. Hold tight. <laughs>
thought that was the Boswell sisters, but it was the Andrews sisters. Let's not confuse the two. They wouldn't like it, that's for sure. You'll be overjoyed to hear that the boy and I finally hooked up my new Canon printer scanner. Although I got this new Canon printer scanner on the day when prices were slashed, it cost just as much as any other day. Which I got to admit this, you know this, it wasn't much because printers are cheap, and you know as well as I do the profit is in the toner that they slam you with later. I followed the printed instructions with illustrations or I could never have got the thing to work. At least the printer works. I haven't tried to scan my power bill for you with it yet. I know how much you'd like to see how much money I save each month by using solar power, so I have to scan my power bill for you. Now the printer is wireless, if that makes any difference. What prompts me to talk with you now about this now is is that this Canon printer is much like Sheridan Whiteside, the man who came for dinner. You remember Sheridan Whiteside. Although I invited this printer into my home to perform a specific function, it has extended its electronic tentacles into every aspect of my life. It wants to know everything about me. It threatened to not operate properly unless I subscribed to innumerable other enigmatic services which I have never heard of and which I will never use or need. This printer wants to run my telephone. It has pasted an icon on my desktop that offers up to 10 or 12 services that I neither want nor need. Now, the bottom line is, if I don't do what it says, it says I can look forward to an unpleasant future. Mm. 
Have you noticed that no matter what I start talking about, I end up with a commentary on marriage?
you for listening to The Humble Farmer. We're playing Tom Snow here today. We're playing Tom Snow. We're playing Ralph Norris. We're playing Marshall Wood. A gig recorded down in Southwest Harbor at the Claremont. Been a long time since I've done a gig in the Claremont. I remember going down there for something years ago. I can't even remember if it was now if it was a speaking or playing gig, but I remember being there. Ever been to Bar Harbor? I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Tell me all about it. Gramp Wiley and I were fishing way up in the northern part of the St. George River one day when we heard a wee little voice saying, Help me, help me. And we looked all around to see where it was coming from. We see this little frog hopping up toward us. And Gramp Wiley bent down. He picked up this frog. And the frog said to Gramp Wiley that, that, the, that she was really a beautiful woman turned into a frog by an evil witch. And she said that if Gramp Wiley would kiss her, she would turn back into a beautiful woman and do anything he wanted. And then Gramp Wiley put the frog in his pocket. And I said, what are you doing? That frog said it would turn into a beautiful woman and, and do anything you wanted. And Gramp Wiley said, at my age... I would just as soon have a talking frog.
Bix. Never get tired of hearing Bix. What a monster he was, huh? Well, right in there punching, carrying the whole band on the back, on his back. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. But time for one more Tom Snow tune. One more commentary, if you're ready for that. It is possible to buy good books for ten cents or a quarter at a lawn sale. I can remember finding a brand spanking new book called Caring for Your Baby and Child. I found this at a lawn sale, Caring for Your Baby and Child. And I mentioned to the woman selling this book that the book was in awful good condition. And this woman said, Yes, after I had the kid, I never had time to read it. 